Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, live Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. If you are joining us from LinkedIn, please make sure that you follow me and our amazing guest today, oh, over this way, um, <laughs> on LinkedIn. If you are following us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and then the notification button. And if you're following us after the fact on podcast, um, give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're using, write up a review and share it with as many friends and families. That way we can have as many people from as many different backgrounds as possible in cybersecurity. And today, our amazing guest, our military veteran and amazing <laughs> uh, cyber analyst today. Um, I'm gonna mess up your name because I didn't prepare it. Uh, <laughs> it's Shamiria. Shamiria, thank you. Um, tell us, tell us, um, let's start with your background. Like, um, what what was your background in the military and what would you do there? So my background uh, originally started with fitness. I did uh, mortuary affairs. So what ours was was services. So I did a lot of the services for um, the military. The, um, the one I was in the most was probably going to be the hospitality side where there's lodging and, and um, obviously food and whatnot. Okay. Interesting. So um, what? once you got out of the military, what did you do? Um, so after that, I did I did do that for about eight years, and um, I loved the people side. And so I decided to, uh, right after that, I, I went and I joined a company called Intuit, and I did some accounting. So I started with their triple tax program um, that was served. I did QuickBooks. Um, I was there for a while where I became a, a, a small business accountant for them, for their QuickBooks. I liked that, but numbers was not um, my game. So I uh, went back to lodging and I did some human resources at um, at a hotel. I, I started there as their front desk supervisor and they just saw that I loved people and they pulled me and they asked me to be their, um, their human resources. And I was able to fill that position. I, um, oh, oh, during this time too, um, I was a I was a military spouse because I'd already gotten out. He was still in the military and we moved a lot. So we went back to Texas from Arizona. I decided that I was just going to follow him wherever he went. I got back into fitness at a gym and then I settled down into real estate, which I had been doing that for the last six years. So a lot of customer facing. Um, and then I, during that time, I also went back to school for both um, computer information systems and uh, business management. Well, let's talk about that. Like, what about cybersecurity really interests you? While I did the, when I was in school for computers, I absolutely loved it. Um, I wanted to get back into computers and then I just, I saw that there was more. I love the site where you are investigating. I am huge on doing that. And so I, I saw a lot of people talking about um, getting into ethical hacking, um, just forensics. 
and forensics has always interested me. And so I think that's literally where my spark started in cyber was the digital forensics. Um, I wanted to get into to digital forensics until I saw that there was a plethora of a whole vast amount more in cyber. So I decided, let me just go back to school. Since we're here in Texas, I um, we actually came back to our home state, our home city. And then I was like, well, since we're not going to move anymore, I can actually get foundations in something I want. And that was cyber. I went back to school just to get some basic certs and a feel for which you know, path into cyber I wanted. And that became just the site, the, the the analyst. And now that I've been doing that, I, I have my eyes on a few other spots within cyber now. Okay. Okay. Um, as you, as you kind of did that self-discovery about yourself, um, how did you end up on, uh, on the cyber analyst side of things versus on the plethora of other different roles that were available. Um, how, how did you end up choosing it? Or why did you end up choosing it? Well, the, what was really good is I do, a, I love networking. And so one of my biggest communities is on LinkedIn and outside of LinkedIn, um, there's a few, there's the, the InfoSec Live, and then there's also the Discord community where that's actually where I was able to talk to a couple of different people um, within that network that were in that field. And I was able to get some insight on the true workings of what it'd be, I, what it'd be that I do every day. And I decided, okay, I, I like that, but maybe I should get a stronger feel hold on some of the basics. And so that's why I decided to just start as an analyst and um, see how much I like it. Because if I didn't even like the analyst part, why move any further if that I mean, I need to know these things as, you know, the, the beginning. So I talked to a number of people in different different paths within cyber. And I really liked um, more the customer facing, but I didn't want to be um, a consultant so much. So um, that's where I'm at now. Like, okay, what's the next step? Where can I do the most help? Um, and I, I think recruiting or even a consultant um, is probably going to be in my, my sites. Okay. Okay. And what was your journey, your journey like in, in trying to get the skills needed? Cause, um, you, you came from a background where, um, you have a, a variety of different roles. So you'll be importing some of your trends transferable skills but there's also skills that you're going to need to to catch up on um did you find that you got those in school or um did you do other trainings that help you um skill up in those areas to to become an analyst and to do some of the, the hands-on cyber things um i would probably say a lot of I, I, it's surprising because a lot of what i did um throughout my, my career was like a lot of investigating, searching, looking for things. And so that definitely does help um, having a background with knowing what to look for, what's not like right 
also help with that investigative side, which was what I do now. Um, definitely it helped a lot with the school because they were able to teach me um, so many different things from, you know, the basics headers to look at, you know, what is what is slightly suspicious and what's not suspicious, what should be the norm, um, how to verify like their certificates and what. Um, but then I'm also one that I like to just get and gain additional information. So one of my other tools is O'Reilly's, like their business and technical websites, like their library of stuff. There's like live events, there's interactive events, and then there's the books and auto book, audiobooks, which I absolutely love. Um, so I can do that. I also dabble around with uh, Try Hack Me, which is also fun. I love it. Um, I also I try to stay with some of the capture the flags as well because you okay. can meet a lot of great people doing that too. So it's always great to just have someone in your network that you can, you know, bounce a question off. Which is that other part where I do ask a lot of questions within my community. And, and get some of their input and what other options I have for trainings as well. Absolutely, that, that's um, that's a great point. And I think I think whether whether it comes from the realtor or the the services background in you, that networking piece seems to come out and benefit you a lot. And I think having the the confidence to go out and network is something that. Um, a, a lot of people are scared of and they don't do as often for that reason. So I commend you on that. Um, we have Doreen's uh, checking in saying that she loves audiobooks and Try Hack Me is a great place to learn at your own speed. Uh, absolutely correct, um, Doreen. And with regards to doing it at your own speed, how much time do you how did you do it? Like, I know each person's different, their workload's different, but how much time per week or um, do you invest in in that? Um, initially, when I decided that this was what I was going to do, I plunged in almost all my time. I was in school. I was looking at videos. I was reading. I was taking lords of notes. I had like post notes. I had postcards. I had um there's too many notebooks of notes. So it took a lot of my time, in, especially in the beginning. Um, now I will, if I'm working or I'll have um, something going on, I'll have a audio book or a video um, training going on in the background. Um, but I think that once every day I try to take some time to get some training in, if it's with an hour or two, um, I have a very busy household. So I try to get in at least an hour. If I can get in an extra hour, it's always really, really great. So, you know, while I'm cooking, I can listen to a, an audiobook or something, but I try to get in at least an hour a day. I, I love that, that, that continuous education and that drive to learn. Um, the, the no added time of an audiobook or letting, just leaving a lecture playing in the background and you, you, you pick up something here or there. Exactly. Um, it, that's a great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and, and for those that, that, that have a busy life that, that are working, um, how much time do you spend on, on networking? Like, um, you're, you're working all day, you have a busy family. How, how much of that did you spend on networking as you were looking for a new role? Um, 
I feel like I'm already naturally a people person. I just can't not be around people. So um, if you were within our community, everyone's probably shaking their head. But I think that I never stop networking. You know, if I'm busy and someone shoots a message, hey, do you know about this? I'm pretty quick to say, yeah, like this is the information I have. So a day, I'm I'm always usually on some type of um, network. Like I, I was a little intimidated at first with LinkedIn, and um, but then I realized like networking is one of the best things that you can do when you're breaking in because there are you know I was actually going to write about it, but you know you never know who that next person is that you're actually talking to. You may think, well, they're just you new or they're over my head. Like I don't. I can't even match, you know, their intellect, but you never know what connection you're going to make. And so network with everybody because you could actually be helping someone. And I, that's something that, you know, I absolutely love doing with the volunteer work that I do with um, um, books to books. So yeah, I, I really like, um, I, I love it. I mean, books to books. So you always see me networking for sure. Um I think it's a great thing because a lot of times companies are looking at you. They won't probably say it, but they're looking. And sometimes I'll reach out and say, hey, I think this is a really neat spot for you. Are you interested? And I'm not necessarily speaking on the the recruiters, but I, I feel like you make yourself a nice presence out there. Someone's going to see that. Absolutely agree. And um, I think the fact that you're you're putting yourself out there, even even volunteering, right? Um, to a a group that has that cyber or that step in the door in the cyber community, um, you open yourself that much more to network with them. And the, the other good point is even network with those that you think are above you, because you could teach them something too, like. They might not know about the, the the TikToks and the Instagrams, and you can help them with that. Exactly. You can help them with the, the the new trends that you pick up naturally, but they're like, I don't know, uh, like I don't even look at that. Um, and I I was talking to someone just yesterday. They're like, Oh yeah, I create stuff in the metaverse, and I'm going, I've I kind of have a clue what the metaverse is, but I probably would never create anything in there. So for doing it. <laughs> no, it, it's very true. Like I, I feel people always assume that networking is a one-way streak and it, it never should be. And it's always a two-way because you never know what you're teaching the other person. There's mentoring, there's mentee, like there's so many different avenues just networking. So definitely, definitely. I always push it when I talk to um, veterans is network is so, so freaking important. And uh, I want two things there. I mean, A, you're a veteran, so you probably have uh, several different veteran groups that are available for mentoring. Um, but then the other thing is, you do you have different mentors for different aspects of your career? Like I know I do. Um, and I, I think that's important for many people to learn. There's no just one mentor. There might be like a marketing mentor, mm -hmm. uh, a technical mentor, a business oriented mentor, like, cause you need all the different facets to, to have a complete role. 
same thing for mentors, like have lots of mentors that, and you might only talk to them like once a month or once a year, um, mm. depending on your need, but have them in your life, keep them in your sphere. Yes. Yeah. Mentors are definitely great because um, I see myself differently than someone on the outside. And I think that a lot of us do. So it's really great to have someone that you can trust to tell you, okay, you need to stop putting yourself in this box because you're far greater than that. And that's always great because then you can kind of see, okay, I, I maybe you're right. Like maybe I need to stop limiting myself. Um, I have a, a business slash like education mentor who helps me like, what do you want to do? These are the things she definitely pushes me to start. Like, make sure you take this class or make sure you're looking at the programs or the courses before you enroll into that class. And then I also have my cyber side mentor, um, which is a really big group. And then I have a more of a women's cyber group where that's amazing too, because there's just, there's so much information out there and it's great to just zone in at one thing at a time with that mentor so that you can, okay, this is, these are things I need to do, but you don't have like globs of information being thrown at you have streams that you can slowly take in the information when you have a, a mentor right there with you. Okay. Um, wow. I, I love it. Um, let's talk a little bit about your job hunting approach. Um, as you looked for a cyber role, what was your approach to, to that job hunting? Like, how'd you go about it? Um, initially, <laughs> I went like, oh my God, no one's going to hire me um, because of my background. But once again, that Discord network was like, you're crazy. That's ridiculous. You need to really look at the skills that you built up and how they transfer into cyber. Once I was able to do that, then I was able to approach it like who would not want someone with a multifaceted eye on what's out there in cyber, you know, um, so then once I changed my output on myself, I went and I looked at positions that I don't think that um, I felt that I could not get, but it did not stop me from looking into the company. I, myself, I didn't do a, a large spread on applications. I would really, one of the first things I did is always, I investigated the company because I knew I was going to spend a lot of time with them. So I looked at what company um I wanted to be a part of what their culture was like, how they treated their employees. And so I was that creep that would slide into um, LinkedIn and say, hey, you work for such and such company. How do they treat you? How long have you been there? And what do you like about it? What are the things that you don't like about it? And so that's where I gained my insight. And then I was able to find um, about three companies that I really wanted to be a part of. And those are the companies that I sent applications to. Wow. So... You, how many informational interviews do you, do you think you did for each company or a, a specific role in a company? I had about collectively, so within the three companies, I had about seven interviews. I had about seven total interviews. Okay. I mean, that that's a significant amount of time even before applying to, to consider for these organizations. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, not seven. The initial was three. I had a three initial. Yes. Okay. 
Oh, no, no problem. Um, so uh, as you're doing these informational interviews, like what are the things that you look for in a company? I actually love when they open the time and ask me, what are you looking for with us? What is it? And I like to hear that there's availability to grow. Like if I'm going to stick with you, how am I going to be able to grow? What are the benefits of sticking with you? What are you offering your employees to keep them happy? And how are you showing that value to them? I, one of the biggest things is I, lo I love staying with the company and growing, but I want to know that you're going to take care of me because it's like a relationship. I, I look always look at it like a relationship. Like I don't want to start. It's like nice. You're dating. We're dating. But what happens? Like, are we going to be able to flourish this more? Am I going to just go for, you know, am I going to be brokenhearted for a little bit looking for something else? So I definitely ask, how are you going to treat me? How is this going to benefit the both of us? What are we going to do to better the company? So I, I definitely look at a, a long range of stuff, not only long range, but like short, like, are you going to help me develop myself as well? I, I love that you, you use that relationship um, dating analogy. Cause I, I do the same thing. Like when someone, when a hiring manager goes, Oh, we, we went with someone else. Um, you were great, but you weren't the best fit. I'm like, okay, cool. Bye. Um, yeah. Like, it's like dating. It's, you have to find the right fit and, one person might like it, the other person might not. So you have to find that fit where where both people like it and that there, there's that commitment there and that interest there. So yes. um, I, I love that analogy. Um, so you, you went through these interviews. Did For these three companies, did you apply at them or did you use your networking to kind of slide into the role? Um, two companies I did um, just find and I applied. Um, one, the third one, I actually was able to use my network and I was able to get in a um, internal referral, which um, is a company that I'm with right now. Oh, wow. So that in, internal referral kind of got you to the top of the stack and at least made sure you got an interview. Exactly. Yes. That was one I actually got through networking. So for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, for other uh, women coming out of the military or just having a, um, being at home, having a, a big family and they're interested in cyber, uh, what recommendations would, would you have um, for them kind of following in your path? I would say that don't be intimidated. Like, I feel like whenever I decided to come back into cyber, I was very intimidated because I I hung around a lot of different people, different titles, different paths. And I was thinking, oh, my God, maybe I'm a little too late to the party. Um, but it's not like that. I feel like if you get into a really great, just connect to a great community, connect to a great network and I don't see those problems anymore. I don't, I'm not saying like I'm better than everyone, but I feel welcomed and I feel like that there's just so much out there. There's so many people that are truly out here to help you. So don't be intimidated by like, I feel like we are always, we go out into a situation and we feel intimidated and, and just kick that whole wall down and just show the world like what it is that you have because we're we need it 
Wow, so so so, so inspirational. Um, I, I know you have a, a time commitment after this. Um, so I want to ask you one last question before touching on this comment from Doreen. I had the same fears when I got back into cyber, but yes, it's never too late to join the party. So through. Um, but our, our last question is, if you had to summarize everything into one piece of advice um, for anyone out there listening that kind of wants to follow in your path, uh, what is that? It's going to go back to networking because there is the key. I At first I was like, there's no, no way, like networking, but networking is so, so significantly important because the more you network, the more people see you, the more they're going to open up to help you. So definitely network because you can get tidbits from people that you never thought that you could. You can get those doors to open a lot easier when you make a presence for yourself. So definitely, I, I have friends that are introverted. And what I tell them is find someone that you can connect to that is extroverted because they'll bring you into that community and try to get you involved in I know that's how I am with some of my introverts. So just please network because it is so valuable. It's it's really, really valuable to, to get yourself out there. Well, thank you so much for your time. I uh, just want to acknowledge one last um, viewer, Jessica Bishop over on YouTube. She, she says this is incredibly inspirational. Uh, thank you, everyone. Follow myself and Shamiria. Miria, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, on LinkedIn. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and that notification button. And then for those of you on podcast, please give us a rating on your favorite platform and join us next time, 1 p.m. on Friday. Thank you all. And thank you, Shamira. I said it right. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. Bye.